Og lige nu her på DR1 sidder Tine Goethe klar til at præsentere TV-avisen. Are you up for a trip down austerity memory lane? This Planet Mundus short is a story from the Greek crisis, starring Vasilis Floros, the taxi driver, a cynical journalist, Marias, the union worker, a young student, a communist and an economist. For six years, Greece has been in the country's worst financial crisis in modern times. Undoubtedly, countless jobs have been lost. Thousands of hopes have been flushed down the Greek lose. Unemployment is above 25%. Debt has crept and crept up the stone stairs of the Acropolis. It's estimated that the Greek economy has shrunk by a quarter in the last five years. On this Planet Munda short, I try to find out what's Grex for Greece, now that the so-called Grexit is no longer available, at least for the time being. What can Greece do to get itself out of this grass? mess, I mean? What will it take to put Greece back on track? My name is Freya Eriksen, and I guess all there is left to say before we get on with the story is Efaristo for listening. Summer 2015, more precisely July 9th. While a Greek exit from the euro is looming large, I'm packing for my own Greek entry. Lots of cash. Greeks are allowed to withdraw only 60 euros a day due to capital controls. And if negotiations go as bad as they have been so far, both Greece and I will be converting to Dragma pretty soon. As a Planet Mundus reporter, I was headed for Greece. Well, my parents invited me on their summer holiday. To support the Greek economy. Our relatives warned us not to create a financial bubble. Just kidding, but as a Planet Mundusian, you'd be a lousy reporter not to bring a recorder to a country nearing the edge of the euro and possibly a steep fall into bankruptcy. First, I'd plan to visit my friend Agilos in Athens. So, I just landed in the airport in Athens. And so far, everything looks pretty normal. A bunch of Scandinavian tourists coming from Denmark like me. But let's see what happens when I get outside to my Greek friend Agilos see what he has to say. Agilos Andreou is like my imagination of a real Greek journalist, with that kind of stubbed melancholy face. He swears and smokes cigarettes in the car, and of course he's got that cynical attitude. It's a self-destructive country and, and it really doesn't care about its citizens. As you can hear, I sat down Agilos at an authentic Greek restaurant. What do you mean by self-destructive country? It's a society that that doesn't want to change. Um, the society is based on on political favors and bribes, and I think that even though they realize this is pro- this is a problem, they don't do much to change it, and they don't want to change it. Change it. I think this, the Greek society is is, is part of two sides: the ones who suffer and the one who takes advantage of the suffering. And to be honest, those who take advantage, they are the most people. This was July 11th, six days after the referendum, when Greeks turned down the prospect of more austerity measures. Agilos says that in the days before the vote, he experienced fights between strangers on the street. Walking around Athens, he didn't hear anyone talking about anything else than politics. In this referendum, I, I, I actually urged people through my social medium, through Facebook and Twitter, not to go to vote, 
because I thought this was a farce. It was a, it was a big circus. What was going on? And you know, some of my friends messaged me and they said, "I'm not talking to you again." Wow. Yeah, and that was an official and serious statement. Um, do you realize what I'm saying? People don't want to change. They just want to go back to where they were. Now, fast forward. You know how this all ended. Today we had only one objective: to reach an agreement. After 17 hours of negotiations, we have finally reached it. Someone can say that we have an agreement. As president of the European Council, Donald Tusk said. Tsipras received his bailout. For now, Greece remains in the euro. But more of this later. First, I had more questions for Angelos. What would you change if you could? Everything. <laughs> no, seriously. If you were to name a few. <laughs> I would change the mentality. This mentality of not caring about about the common good. This feeling that you live by yourself and you live for yourself. Do you think that that's a feeling that kind of permeates the Greek society? No, it's not, because they don't realize that this is what they have to change. Even in these five years of crisis, people don't realize that the crisis—it's not from hedge funds or for, from outside enemies or from whatever. It's the enemies ourselves, and that's. The, my my biggest disappointment. That's why I'm telling you that this country will never change. <laughs> Because if you don't realize that you are the problem, then Merkel can't do anything about it. Was it true what Agilos said? Are the Greeks just volunteer victims who won't swallow change, even if it's floating in their ouzo? Is it an impossible feat to save Greece? With the agreement on July 13, the eurozone had decided to try. But what did Greece avoid with the bailout? Well, first of all, leaving the euro for the long or the short run—a situation which could have led to bankruptcy, inflation, rationing of oil, and so on. To put it shortly, an even deeper depression, at least for a while. But where does the bailout lead Greece? Nowhere, say some. To more of the same until the next crisis, say others. Tsipras, who signed the agreement, has been quoted saying he doesn't believe it'll help Greek economy. Even the International Monetary Fund, the IMF, has leaked a document saying that the bailout gives Greece too little debt relief. A lot of Greeks certainly didn't agree with the agreement. 60% voted no to more austerity measures in Tsipras' surprise referendum, and now they got exactly the opposite. <laughs> While on the green Greek island Samos, after the bailout had come through, I talked to Marios Valomenos, a representative of one of the unions who had arranged the demonstration. He was disappointed. I apologize for the noisy setting. The prime minister <laughs> was uh, a liar. It was uh, I don't know what else. Uh, the government took the no and uh, she take it. She make it yes. So we are again tonight at the streets to say no. And it's true. It's true because we don't have money to live anymore. And uh, the Eurogroup said, "Give us more. Give us more. Give us more." We can't do that anymore. We don't have money for anything for our children. We have problem. 
What would you like uh, to, to happen? Do, to happen. Yeah. We must stop uh, to listen to the Eurogroup and uh, we start to make everything in Greece again. We must make grapes and uh, oranges and bread and uh, I don't know uh, cars and motorcycles. Uh, with this, uh, the people will go to work again at the factories and the money we start to to recycle again in the Greece. Bringing back industries, circulating money within Greece instead of sending it out of the country, would it help? At the demonstration, I also met a young self-declared communist who believed violent revolution might become necessary to change Greece. Let's hope not. Before moving on from here, I think it's best to take a short look at what exactly the Greeks have agreed to. Well, as a major point, they've agreed to privatize government assets worth 50 billion. The money will go into a fund in Athens aimed at recapitalizing Greek banks and bringing debts down. Such so-called assets could be airports, infrastructure or the banks themselves. Then there's the pension system, which year by year is to become less lucrative for Greek citizens. The Greek tax and VAT system as well are to be streamlined. Until now, the Greek islands, for example, have enjoyed a 30% discount on VAT. There's money in the Greek islands and their tourists, says Eurozone. Then there are promises of liberalizing the economy, freeing up closed professions, slimming the public sector. And meanwhile, the Eurozone monitors Greece. All this in exchange for an 86 billion euro bailout and the allowance to stay in the euro. But could there be an ulterior motive behind the Eurozone's demands? I received some special intelligence from my taxi driver on Samos. Are you tired of talking about the prices? No. Have you been talking about it a lot? I have very good information to give you. I have very good information to give you. This is what Vasilis Loros told me. In his metaphor, Greece is the company. I tell you something, like a friend. The Germans now in Europe, it's a businessman. What they do in the future, I take first all the money from the euro in the central bank. I have the control and I... I broke this company and I returned back to Deutschmark. This is the plan. Did you say that German is going to go back to its old currency? The plan is to protect and, and to, to, to save the German and the France banks. Mm. This is the story. It's, they don't want this shop, Greece, anymore in the European Union. And you see in the future if I have a right or not. We will see in the future. So did you think the referendum was a good idea to ask the Greeks what they wanted? Yes, because they have to ask these people uh, 41 years. Probably in your country, they ask you if you want the euro or not. Here nobody asking 41 years. Just we make it elections, they take the chairs, they push the country down to, down to to the hell, to I don't know, and I take the extra money, like the politicians. This is the story about the Greece. We, we are guilty also, we know that. Well, so far Greece is still in the Euro. Let's fast forward a little. In September, Alexis Tsipras was sworn in as Greek Prime Minister again. He threw an election because support from within his own party, Syriza, was falling very short. And surprisingly, he was re-elected with an impressive margin. Even though he turned against the people's no to austerity, it seems he's restored some dignity. Now the agreement is a very real plan that needs to be put into action, quick. 
Greek government is buried in promises that need to be passed as fast as possible. What will it take for them to put Greece back on track? This is the question still left unanswered. I felt I was in need of stronger expertise. I needed to call a fortune teller of our time, an economist. Yeah, hello, I'm Dimitri. Dimitri Vajanos is a professor of finance at London School of Economics and also a part of the blog Greek Economists for Reform. To find out how to save Greece's economy, I figured you'd have to understand what brought Greece to the brink of bankruptcy in the first place. So I asked our Greek economist, what brought Greece to its knees? The problem is that um, Greece borrowed quite heavily during the um, boom years since the beginning of the euro, so from 2000 to 2008. And the combination of having all this kind of accumulated debt and having an economy that because of all these kind of inefficiencies and the structural weaknesses, for example, corruption or, for example, how efficient the public sector is, this is what caused the problems. So both a weak economy and all the debt that it had managed to accumulate. Dimitri Vajanos has many examples of deeply rooted structural problems that weaken Greece's economy how few public servants are fired, how little judges are evaluated on their actual work, the independence of the tax system. Some areas have been reformed, but a lot are still struggling. So progress has been made on all fronts. I mean, the Troika has uh, identified these weaknesses, and it has been a very, very intrusive, very detailed program that touches upon essentially almost all areas of economic activity. So they, they, they know quite well what's happening in Greece. Now, the problem, what has happened kind of on the ground with the bailouts is that, okay, so austerity was implemented, and it had, in my view, it had to be implemented because the government had to balance its, its books one way or another. However, not enough was done about reforming the economy. Somehow that's an important point that originally, the, I think a mistake of the Troika was to view this as a quick kind of thing. The government understood that it's more like a long-term project. But have we learned anything from past mistakes? Is there actually a chance that this new bailout will improve things? I think now there is a better understanding that this is more a kind of a long-term project. So I think that's a good thing. Somehow there has been some learning uh, by the Eurozone. What, what I'm a bit concerned, I mean, actually I'm quite concerned still about the situation. So the reason why I'm concerned is because it's unclear how much the government understands the um, need to reform um, Greece along the lines that have been agreed. I think ideologically they are opposed to market liberalization. I'm not sure that they would be able to follow through because there is quite a bit of there will be quite a bit of resistance by constituencies who support them. So this, this is this is the risk. Maybe we'll be pleasantly surprised and the Tsipras will prove himself to be a, a reformer, uh, but so far we have not seen very clear signs of that, even after his U-turn in the summer. I asked Dimitri, what would you do first if you were Tsipras? I think the, first, the big priority uh, in government right now should be to attract uh, investment and create jobs. But I think that's probably the most important. If you ask me to identify one, I would say that one. As an economist for reform, I wondered how had it been to watch the Greek crisis from afar? For, from a purely academic uh, viewpoint, it's very interesting because we learn quite a bit about how economies work and uh, kind of how, why there is, there is resistance to, to change. And this is why also many foreign economists are interested in Greece because, because the, the phenomena are so kind of intense in the same way that, the meteor, that the, um, a scientist would observe an earthquake. Or, uh, <laughs> so, in the same, so at, yeah, at the same time as Greek, um, it's kind of sad to see um, kind of my country kind of run 
um, kind of suffer so, such, through such a big uh, recession and taking so much so long to recover, and that there is so much resistance to make it work better. So, so I, I would say I have mixed feelings <laughs> in, in that sense. With this knowledge, my last day in Greece had come. I spent it on the island Kos in Kardamina, a party village filled to the brim with Brits. But among the tourists, I managed to dig out a young Greek, Maria Chatspliotti. In the end, it's the young generation of Greece that'll have to deal with this mess. What do they think about it? Maria's family has owned a souvenir shop in Kardamina for many years. She comes here to work every summer. My name is Maria. I'm from Greece, from Kos. I'm studying biomedical engineering in the University of Athens. Have you, have you been able to sense the financial crisis for business here? That there are less tourists? Uh, yes, or? there are less tourists. I'm working here my whole life. I'm 22 years old. From one year old, two years old, I'm here. And um, the tourists, we have tourists, but they don't buy things expensive. They buy things only, magnets for fridges, something less than five euros every time. Now that Greece got the bailout and they're still in the Eurozone, how do you feel about that? I believe that we have to steal in Europe, but Europe have to, has to help us. We have do many mistakes, uh, the Greek. What kind of mistakes do you think? Mistakes. We have to pay. <laughs> we didn't pay. Pay taxes? Or? Pay taxes, pay all of them. Greeks do not want to pay. Do not want to. Do you think that uh, your friends in Athens, do they feel somewhat the same as you or different opinions? Or? I think that this, that is the same. Some of them are very are very happy for the, that the, we stayed at Europe because they think that it's better and some of them know. There are two sides in all the ages, in all the... you understand? Mm. Uh, I've, I don't know. I didn't came here to vote. Uh, I didn't want to. I didn't want to because I don't know. We don't know what is the right and the... I didn't want to take a risk for my country, even one, if one vote. Maria doesn't know. I for one certainly don't know. Dimitri Vajanos has a qualified guess. Hopefully the Greek government has an idea, and the Eurozone a sense of what could just might bring Greek economy back on track. Hopefully you have a clearer idea than you did before this podcast. If not, feel free to send in a complaint. This Planet Munda short was produced by me, Freya Eriksen. Please don't hesitate to share your thoughts with us on Twitter or Facebook. Go to planetmundus.com for more information and more episodes. On that note, I will leave you alone. From Planet Mundus, wishing you a lovely day. Just.